if Oklahoma either makes both of those field goals or turns one of those drives into a touchdown. 14 to 0 has a much different feel than 7 zip and then you break a big run. And then on a goal line stand where you're going to force a fourth and goal where maybe UCF kicks a field goal there, I don't know, maybe they go for it and it works. I don't know. How about, I don't know. How about 21 zip? 21 zip, yes. I just It's very frustrating. Had a chance to pounce early and could not capitalize. And here's another thing I would say. It's going to become a major point of conversation this week. Well, UCF did had this done to him against Kansas. Kansas beat them by 50 or whatever it is. And we had to sweat one out. And look what they did to us. It's college football, man. I mean, help, help me make sense. Help me make sense then of what happened in college football on Saturday night. Make it make sense that an Arizona State team that is it still acceptable to say couldn't stop a nosebleed? Is that is that politically incorrect now or are we still okay? We're in the clear on that. Okay. An Arizona State team that this season this season has struggled in every aspect of the sport of football, right? I mean, you name it, they can't do it. They're one and six, and heading into Saturday night, they had lost five straight games. And in those five straight games, they gave up 27 to Oklahoma State before Oklahoma State had figured out Ollie Gordon was on their roster. Which, by the way is still mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing that that dude was on their roster, and they're like, oh, no, let's give, like, five other guys carries. (laughs) Arizona State gave up 29 to Fresno, 42 to a bad Cal team. A bad Cal team. They gave up 24. And then the final score against Washington is 15-7, to and it was a pick six. It was a pick six after a missed pass interference call? I mean, come on. Generally speaking. Make it make sense. Generally speaking, who cares what happens elsewhere, right? Right. Outside of, like, Oklahoma go play well and whatever happens elsewhere happens elsewhere. But it was sort of one of those weeks where nobody outside of, what, Michigan and all entertain an argument for Florida State and uh, maybe if you want to say Oregon, right, they're, they're Alabama late. There's a couple of teams that looked good. But guess what? Uh, even in a winning effort, Ohio State wasn't all that impressive versus Penn State, right? Washington slept walked through. The Arizona State game was terrible. Texas was not good versus Texas, Houston. Yeah. North Carolina lost outright. Right. Uh, Ole Miss versus Auburn, not impressive. Utah, USC, okay, uh, you know, you make out of that what you want to make out of that. So uh, there's a bunch of teams nationally in the rankings that one, did not play all that great. One team I think we came away from this weekend in a uh, competitive situation where we stepped away and was like, dang. And that wasn't even a full game. That was second half Alabama. Sure. First half, and and I I understand Michigan won forty nine to zip, but guys, 
Michigan State is so done. They're, I watched a little bit of that game. If I was NBC, I'd be calling up the Big Ten demanding some sort of payback for their primetime TV. Has NBC had a good primetime Big Ten game yet? Was the USC Notre Dame? No, USC Notre Dame. No, it wasn't. That was a great game last week in primetime, but that had nothing to do with their Big Ten package for now. I think uh, Ohio State-Wisconsin is this week's NBC game. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, everyone's like, gosh, look at all the, the Big Ten and their great TV. Deal. I'm like, wait till, wait till you're watching Rutgers and Purdue in a Peacock hey, primetime special. Hey, now, I will not stand for any Gavin Wimsett slander on this program. Speaking of that, I think your boys did get hosed. Yeah. I think your boys got hosed. We made it, we made it an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just I think your boys got hosed. You think? Of course they got hosed. It was ridiculous. We, we had – I was watching – was it our game? Where it looked like he, he signaled for the UCF? Did they have a play where a guy looked like he signaled for a fair catch? And he took off running? And we stopped. I mean, it was a short return, but the guy had moved his arm like he was waving people. And in Iowa, I mean – I had turned over because I was flipping around, Josh. Should I tell you I got to watch college football unabated? unabated? I was open, baby, all day long. I was like Nick Anderson, man. That's a, yes, you were. That's a heck of a day. And I flipped it over right after touchdown because Twitter was going crazy. And I was like, what are they reviewing? What are they reviewing right now? And I saw they were in the, in the Iowa game. Iowa had returned a punt that would have given them the lead and probably won the football game. But they said that the returner had waived for a fair catch. Trooper DeGene. What they said was that he made an invalid fair catch signal Ah. with his left hand. When he was clearly moving people away from the football. Yeah, basically saying dynamite, get away from the football, which by the letter of the law in the rule book is an invalid fair catch signal. There's only one problem with this. Nobody ever calls it. Yeah, I know. I mean – Maybe you can make a case that Missouri was a team that was pretty impressive from start to finish. That's on true. Saturday, yeah, they, right? they, they had a nice, uh, nice Saturday. UCLA, if if you were up late, they dominated Stanford. But as far as the national championship contenders right now, I mean, fourth quarter Florida State and second half Alabama. Fourth quarter OU. Fourth quarter Florida State and second half Alabama. Those were your stars of the day, and, and I. I, I will say, to me, the Michigan win is still impressive. Absolutely. Uh, it's still a rival, right? Well, and look, they're just spanking teams. It's They're doing what we would have liked to have seen Oklahoma do to UCF. Not that – I mean, UCF might be better than anybody that's on this schedule. I'm not saying they're not. I, I don't know that – I don't know that they are. Well, the Rutgers. Rutgers is a nice win for them. Um, this is really good from – okay, so is there anything else – I know we – pledge our allegiance to the Sooners and we've we've skewed from that on Monday here a little bit today but is there anything else because in comparison's sake I think you have to look around and as much as I don't want to get caught up in comparing what say Kansas did to UCF and how Oklahoma struggled to get by him my point is if you look across the country as as hard of a time as I've had on this Monday show and the last few days trying to make sense of Saturday Josh, just kind of step back and try to make sense of college football. It was a weird day overall. It really was. And there was only truly maybe, what, two major upsets, Virginia winning over North Carolina, and then the USC loss to Utah. The the Oklahoma performance, go play great this week, and none of us will care. 
about the UCF game anymore, right? Then it's just, hey, survive, advance, you move on. And it was part of a weird Saturday in college football. But if it becomes a, a trend, people will be a little bit alarmed. And yet, you say that, and Kansas can really put some points up. So, sure. you know, this would be the week in next week now for Bedlam. The whole, the whole final five games for OU now looks so much more challenging than at one point early in the year or in the offseason, I, I would have maybe thought that they were. So probably the next two weeks, if you just get out of Lawrence and Stillwater with wins, okay, we're good. You're in a good place. Do you think we find out that the Oklahoma State game is an 11 a.m. kick today? Today would be the day, yeah, I guess, that they announce it. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Probably, yeah. We think big noon kick. There. Well, I don't know if big noon kick likes to do back-to-back weeks. And Big Noon Kick will be at Kansas this weekend. So, I think I think Bedlam as a primetime would be awesome. Final Bedlam. It's got to be, man. I think if you're an Oklahoma fan, you wouldn't mind it being 11 a 11 a.m. kick. Missouri, Georgia that week. So, that would be an ESPN or CBS. Well, CBS has already got their schedule, so that's probably what. Here's the heavy hitters that week. You ready? Okay. And not saying these matchups are as good, just the the teams that are highly ranked. Purdue, Michigan, Ohio State, Rutgers, K-State, Texas. Mm, That's pretty big. Arch Manning could be playing by then. LSU, Alabama. LSU, Alabama's that weekend? Yeah. Yeah, we're totally kicking off at 11 (laughs) a.m. Have I talked you into it now? Yeah, we're totally playing our third straight 11 a.m. game. Gosh, you guys. These 11 a.m. games, you have no idea how much money they've cost me, people. You've got two really good ones in the SEC that week. You've got, again, Missouri, Georgia, and uh, LSU, Alabama. Dang. Texas K-State. I mean, that's sort of tailor-made maybe for prime time. I, you know, to- Toby always reminds me of this, too. It does really de- de- depend on who, like, has the first picks. I don't understand why they Fox don't. Fox and ESPN. They should just televise that every single week. It'd be so cool. But there's I, – I would almost be willing to bet, too, they might put a six-day hold on it. We might not find out until Sunday. Because if Texas-Kansas State's that same weekend as Bedlam, they might – Fox and, and ESPN might have a little tit for tat as to who wants that at 11 a.m. and who wants it in prime time. Hmm, fascinating stuff. All right, to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. All right, I want to hit this. And then I want to think about it, and then we'll get a break. So here we go. 5-8-0. I feel like in games against UCF and SMU, teams that run more gimmicky plays than anyone else, those are the games we have done the same with gimmick plays in odd personnel groups. It's like Lebby is trying to outdo the other team instead of just running the normal offense. In the fourth quarter, UCF had the box loaded. Safeties right up behind the linebackers, one-on-one on the outside. Would have been some good situations to run Thompson out there and just let him run deep. Agreed. I don't think he's healthy. I think that's why you don't see him out there. Because it sounds great. Go put the fastest guy out there. 
I've done this in Madden. Just have him run as far as he can and throw him the football. And the one time we did it, it worked. I don't think he's healthy, dude. Uh, Brendan Thompson seems like an awesome kid. I don't think he's been able to stay healthy. That's my opinion. That's what I see. Whenever he was, let's just say, I'm trying to, he's not doing things that he had typically done on the sidelines whenever he was having a potential to play. Does that make sense? Like, in other words, he's not a dude that's spending time on the bike or getting stretched out extra. He's a dude that's doing a few dance moves and watching the game and chilling. I don't think he's 100%. So, it sounds cool, but I just don't think it's a reality for him. And even with that, even with that, because you're right, when UCF said, you know what, we're going to stop you running the football, what did Oklahoma do, Josh? They ran the football as effectively as they had all game long. So what was that as simple as getting Caleb Schaefer out of there or having Savion Bird play better? Was that as simple as just saying, um, oh, yeah, Gavin, go run around them and run through them? I mean, in the fourth quarter alone, the Sooners ran 27 offensive plays for 147 yards, and 74 of those 147 were on the ground. 59 of those 147 from Gavin Sawchuk. Sawchuk had 59 of his 63 yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that – it's talking about positives, carryover positives. Did Oklahoma figure something out with Sawchuck in the running game? Did he figure something out? Maybe. Ooh, that's what you call a tease for the top five things I think we learned on Saturday <laughs> coming up at uh, 10 a.m. All right. Uh, and by 10 a.m., you mean 11. Oh, gosh. It's, it is already 10-19. Wow, where is this day? All right, when we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, before we get to your text, I want to play what Brent Venables had to say as he kicked off his presser Saturday right here on The Ref. All right, you uh, you want to hit some of these calls, Josh, off the Riverwind Casino jackpot line? Yeah, let's just uh, take a couple back-to-back. What do you say? Let's do it. Uh, Aaron is first up. Aaron, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the Plank Show. What's going on? Oh, not much. I was just, uh, you know, happy 34-32. Uh, that was a wonderful day of college football on Saturday to, to see OU win and then see uh, Ted Williams sitting on the sideline with his head in his hands, wondering why he left Oklahoma to come out to the West Coast. But uh, that was just good to see. It. He's got he's got a couple more losses coming his way too, I believe. They got to work in Washington. Washington. UCLA's pretty good too. It's a yeah, good, yeah. It's a good UCLA team right now. That's going to be a battle. I don't think they'll dip. I don't think it's suddenly going to be a – they'll win this weekend against Cal most likely, but I don't think they'll be battling for bowl eligibility. But it is it is kind of interesting to see how you're seeing a lot of people that are walking things back from about a year ago, Aaron. A lot of people who are uh, having to eat a lot of crow from a year ago. Oh, well, yeah. But, you know, if you look at the look at all the, the sheets from L.A. and all that, uh, there's a lot of people out there wondering why they hired Lincoln Riley. They want him to quit. They want him to go on to the NFL. Uh, they made a mistake. There's a, and even Lincoln Riley is saying a lot of the same things that he told uh, the reporters when he was out here in Oklahoma because I guess he was questioned about the NFL, 
And he said that, well, right now I, I am the coach at USC. Yeah. And uh, that's what he said whenever he was questioned about the LSU job because I am the coach at Oklahoma. And, uh, and it's like, boy, you don't change your script much, do you? <laughs> so, if only they had a reporter named Kerry, it'd be perfect. Thanks for the phone call, Aaron. I appreciate uh, it. Did, uh, he go, did he go specifically and say, I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU? Isn't that oh, what yeah. He said? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll stop you right there, Kerry. I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. Right. There you go. If only, if only they had a guy named Kerry in the uh, USC media. I, Larry, maybe. I got to tell you something before we get to Larry. Well, I was, I was saying in the USC media, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I understand. I thoroughly enjoy the karma that's being experienced right now. Even though I'm not a believer in karma, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Is this just – and I know I, I should revel in it. I get it. But am but, I the only one that it's like – it makes me want to squirm listening to his press yep. conferences. It's like, yep. oh, my God. The, the media availability sometimes that he has, it's like – it's a disgusting deja vu. Makes me mad. I get mad at me. I'm like, look at me. I was saying that was okay. What's wrong with me? Granted, he was uh, winning more here than he has there. It's wild what happens whenever you reach and hit a little adversity and you continue to tell everyone it's going to be okay. When people can see with their eyes that it's not. You've got you've got to say it's been a great life lesson for me not to like nerd out here. And I go back to, I think, I think Toby one time had we, – we were talking about it because in softball, if something bad would happen, I would act like it's the worst thing ever. It's like, and there's a home run, it's gone. And he's like, well, you know, you, you got to appreciate what the opposing team was able to do, but then also realize you can get better. So short little sidebar there. But Toby had always said, you know, people know when things aren't good. You can't just keep saying, oh, man, it's fine. We're going to get there. It's going to be okay. You've got to give reasons. I felt like last year, if we just sat here and said, oh, I believe we could have got away with it a little bit because there was a belief in Brent Venables. But I felt like we were able to go a little bit deeper, right, Josh? We believe because you got a five-star freshman quarterback coming in. You've got uh, these guys that are moving on from the program, that are going to go off and do their own thing, and they're going to be replaced by blue chippers and players, right? Uh, concerns over time management. Coach has said, you know, I want to work on that. I want to get better on that. I want to embrace some of the more analytical side of things, and you've seen that. Brent Venables is a, Brent Venables is a big EPA guy. Wild, right, to see the numbers, the analytics that are used so much, but not to a nauseating and almost crippling degree that some think you should. There's still this – my point is – we didn't just say, we're close, it's, it's going to get better. Said, here's what's going to happen. Here's what needs to happen. Here's what has, has been done. And I just feel like, Josh, with to Sean's point or uh, Aaron's point, he hasn't changed his script too much because it's still that same, oh, yeah, you know, we just, we're, we're close. We're going to get better. It's this, it's that. No, no, no. 
Why are you not making these adjustments? Why is this happening? Why? You got you to gotta answer questions every now and then. Sure. And then you keep kids away from talking to the media? I mean, what are we even doing right now? That's Meltdown City. Hate to see it. Uh, all right, True Sooner. What's going on, True? How are you, man? Yeah, I was going to tell you, I was, I was fortunate to sit by uh, Zion Reagan's Ragans. I uh, saw your Reagan. picture. Yes. Yeah. So if he if he's every bit as good of a player as he is a, a young man, he's impressive, man. I'm telling you, he's a respectful, cool little dude, man. And I say a little in in the fact that he's, I mean, he's you know he's five foot eight, one fifty five. I mean, he runs a ten three seven hundred meter. I mean, he's going to be a, one of those guys, you know. So, uh, but he was an impressive little guy. But I was going to say, um, you know. I was around, obviously, watching the games in, in 2000. I mean, all the way back to 85, all the way back to 75. And, you know, these championship teams, you know, the OSU game, they're throwing in the end zone in 2000. OSU is a 4-7 and seven OSU team to win the game. You know, the 75 team had, I don't know, three one-point wins. You know, the 85 team, you know, struggled with OSU, struggled with some other games. I mean, this – and now it's, it's even magnified now – with these super conferences and these tra- this transfer portal and everybody can do whatever, you, it's going to be a lot more competitive uh, landscape. You know what I mean? It, the field is, is leveled a lot more. And, and this is what, going into the SEC, if you think we're going to go in and blow Vanderbilt out 60 to nothing every, every time we play them or, you know, it, any of these teams that are in the lower echelon, it's just not going to happen. This, the, the, those are your dad's seasons back then. These are – They've modeled this thing with these super conferences. They've modeled them, to me, to what the NFL is. And I think it's going to be a lot more level playing field, and we need to get past the 50 to nothing games and understand that this is going to happen every once in a while. It really is. Well, and, and here's the thing. I think, true, two things add a little bit more concern, and, and it's very simple. Number one, there's been examples where the offense has had some moments like this. SMU, Cincinnati, number one. And then number two, the two, it might two, maybe three, like bust plays that they had, the one run, a couple pass plays. I think I think we've all been hurt before, and so automatically we just think the whole sky is falling when something like that yeah. happens. Yeah, and let's give, let's give USC Brian credit. I mean, how can people be bitching at him on the text line when he calls in and takes his medicine? And his call was great. I mean, he was right – I don't know what you can complain about, you know, and, and I do see the Eli Manning comparisons. Anybody that complains about the Eli Manning, I mean, do your homework before you send a dumb text in. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that totally, I, I totally understand that anybody that doesn't know it needs to look back in history. So, but I, let's give him credit, man. That's the call, True. Look at True coming to the defense of USC Bryan. <laughs> that's, that's sure to win over uh, the affection of the audience, um, which I love USC Bryan, by the way. And he's right. I, I do agree with that. Jesse G uh, with a double shot here. Mac, <laughs> I'll answer that one for Chris. Mule shoe. You can't even talk to that, Caleb. <laughs> you can't even ask that to Caleb, excuse me. Soft. You know, if there is if there is one of many things that I've truly appreciated about Brent Venable's Oklahoma Sooner football team, it's if you're playing, you're talking. If you're playing, you, you, you have it upon you, uh, the ability to speak to the media. And I, I trust that you're not going to say anything stupid. And if you do, you're not going to talk to the media again. <laughs> and we, 
We haven't seen anyone say anything stupid. Still early, but I dig that. I think you need to you need to allow you need to allow those moments to happen. You need to allow these men, young men, and in some cases kids as far as some of the freshmen are concerned, but these young men, they need to be held accountable for their actions. Oh, and by the way, they are getting paid now. There is NIL involved. I had a great question from uh, Kelly off the Super Secret Textoso line today asking about uh, well, if, if these theories that Caleb Williams should just shut it down, wouldn't that kind of implode some of his NIL deals? I know, exactly. You can't even – I mean – the people that pose this are usually NFL people. Mike Florio at least has an article once or twice a year about how, well, I wouldn't play my senior year, blah, blah, blah. Now you got Emmanuel Acho because no one watches his TV show. So it, they, they literally haven't taken the time to think, oh, I wonder what the impact of NIL might have on someone if they're just going to shut it down. You know, is there going to be something to be said when we get to these bowl games? Can you even in the NIL world, Josh, put expectations like that on deals? But then on the other side of things, would it just come up with something like, oh, no, he's got a dislocated wrist or he's got plantar fasciitis, his foot's a little bit messed up, right? His shoulder is a little off. I mean, I'm sure they could always come up with something in order to make sure that it's an injury too. But my point is I don't don't think Caleb Williams is sitting out (laughs) No. Any games or anything. Not until the bowl game. Uh, so with that, with that said, with that said, he should be able to answer his own questions. He should be able to speak for himself. I would say, too, and you tell me if this is just nuts here, I think there's a layer of realism that you try to avoid or dodge when you don't have guys go do that. Like, the reality yep. is this. There's millions of people watching. There's thousands of people in the stands. People pay thousands of dollars to come watch you play. Right, wrong, that doesn't give them the that doesn't give fans the right to say anything that they want to say or act any way that they want to act. But it, it does it does create an environment to where, yeah, there is a, a layer of accountability and there's a layer of realism to the fact that look, all of these riches and glories for you, the, the fans provide that with their interest in the sport. So to act like it doesn't exist. I think uh, it lives a little bit in the unrealistic for me. Agreed. Uh, and I mentioned a double shot from Jesse. What I'm having trouble wrapping my head around is that the playing to the competition level that we witnessed on Saturday was indicative of a Lincoln Riley team. Maybe they learned a lesson about hanging on to that win for too long. I'm glad to hear you say the crowd was good. I was in the north end zone. First time I sat there, and I thought it was pretty loud. Didn't know if it was the end zone effect. Was confused to hear Teddy and Gabe call it a sleepy crowd. I thought it was great to start the game. I really did. But when you go field goal, or I'm sorry, touchdown, three and out, touchdown, missed field goal, missed field goal, right? Or maybe the, the touchdown was sandwiched between it. I think that it got a little bit sleepy after the second quarter or after the first quarter. I think out of the gates, out of the shoot, I thought the crowd was hot. I thought it was one of the best environments, kickoff, start of the game that I've had. Now, through the second quarter and the third quarter, did it take them a while to get going? You bet. Why? 
Well, I have my handy-dandy little drive chart here in front of me, so I think that this might help explain it a bit too. Um, to me, I thought from a drive chart perspective, or I, I thought whenever – let's see. Whenever your offense goes missed field goal, punt, touchdown, what, into the first half field goal, and you're going touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, field goal for the other team, and you punt three straight possessions, I think that's something that allows – and for a crowd, I think it takes them out of it a little bit. That's how, just me. How could it not? I mean, how, that's that's just else? the nature of being a fan and the environment itself. Yeah, I mean, the environment, to some degree, it's what you create. It is what it is. I thought – I thought to start the the crowd though the crowd I thought to start the game I thought the crowd was really really good, understandable what's going to happen whenever things don't go well. All right, quick break. We'll hit your texts next on the ref. It's been a great day on the text line, so let's hit it. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. Gunny of Stutzman's army. Uh, congrats on the victory celebration for the OU and Utah celebration on Saturday. Uh, I am not an F1 fan, so I can't go all in depth on that, but I do know that my man Christopher Bell won on Sunday. How many times has he won? I think that's his third win this year. It secured him a spot in the in the playoff in the final three, so he'll be racing for a championship on not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday, so he's in. Yeah, he, it seems like, uh, and if I'm dead wrong, then correct me, but I feel like we, we've said, not just this year, but over the couple of years, that, hey, Christopher Bell won or he was close. Uh, seems like he's having a heck of a career. Yeah, he's been great. He's been great. Uh, I, I feel like we got to know him a little bit, and then he got really, really, really popular and completely and totally had no need for us anymore. I know. How sad. <laughs> we had that one interview, and uh, this was supposed to be our McAfee moment, but it just, right, it that's just right. hasn't happened for it us. It was supposed to help take us to another level. I have stayed in touch with his mom, though. So they are, uh, they're they're pretty fired up as you might imagine. Was that, uh, you know what? I might be incorrect, Josh. That might have been his first win this year. How about that? It was. He won uh, at Martinsville last season, and uh, oh, he finished first at the Brickyard this year. Wow. So, couple wins, Christopher Bell. Thanks for bringing it to our attention, Gunny. And also, Dodger Blaine brought that up. Uh, Mark from Enid has been on fire today. Let me see. Where do you want to? Where do you want to start? There's about uh, three or four texts on on Caleb, but he asked two. Is Peyton Bowen hurt? My wife thought she saw him in a boot on the sideline. Hope not. Okay, we were having this discussion off the air. And, it, uh, again, no inside information, but he was hobbling around. So I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> Josh, do you happen to have snap counts? I can get them in a lickety split. Because he made one of the biggest plays in the game. Um, Right? He had the sack. But it doesn't I, – I don't feel like I saw him out there very much. So, yeah, it, he's not wearing a boot. So, your wife might have seen someone else. Uh, Andrell's over there on the sideline. I think he had a boot on. A couple of other guys do. Uh, but, yeah, I I don't 
I don't think he's necessarily injured, Mark. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't know how serious the injury is, but he doesn't necessarily look like 100%. And then Mark added, um, no class, no class on having your players attend post-game pressers. They tore, they're tore up in the locker room. We, uh, well, hold on. We showed with our, we showed it with our players in suits in a 49-0 loss last year. That's class. That's what triggered, uh, that's what triggered me. In other words, saying, hey, you had to go meet the media after 49-0 loss. You lost on a last-second field goal, and you're protecting all your guys. Sorry. Uh, you found numbers? What uh, I did, yes. Bowen, Bowen snap. You would like some defensive numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. While you're looking, I have a few more texts. I've got five you. for you for Peyton Bowen. Would you uh, – is it easy to look and see what it was last week and the week before that? Because I feel like he's been at least yeah. like a 20-snap-a-game guy. You, you'd like uh, last week for Peyton Bowen. That, tux, te- that would be the Texas game. I'm going to be way off here because I would have swore it had been a lot, like around 20 for the Texas game. While you look, Brazilian Sooner writes, with Andrell injured, I'd hope Petaway, who is also a burner, would get more involved. Also, I like, I would like to see more of Gibson, who's making plays. Yeah, I Like I said, I need to go back. I didn't get to listen to Gabe and Ted yet, and I'm excited to listen to Teddy today from 3 to 6 on the rush. But I heard and saw a little bit on the old Twitter machine that people were grinching about receivers not getting separation or getting off the line of scrimmage. And if there is one thing that we know is that UCF plays very physical with their corners. So maybe that was something that threw off timing that Oklahoma needs to adjust and learn from. I don't know. Uh, we got Joe John today. He'll be able to answer some of that for us. But uh, I I think – I don't think Petaway and Anthony play the same position, at least – uh, that's kind of my understanding. So with Anthony out, you would probably see what you saw more of this weekend, which was a heavy dose of Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson. That's right. Yeah, Petaway's a slot guy. He's uh, they used him though. Yeah, and and I I like the idea of doing a little bit more of that. I mean, if if the run games again, I think we saw some flashes late sure. with with Sawchuck and Major did some some nice things. I don't mind uh, using Petaway in the backfield here and there. I mean, get your best players out there. And uh, and let them get snaps. If it's you know, if you feel that great about Drake Stoops and Freeman in the slot, sure. And Petaway's good with it mentally. He's ready to go. Get him out there. Let him have a carry or two. Peyton Bowen, by the way, eighteen snaps. Okay, so I'm not too far off, right? Eighteen versus off. Texas. Yeah, so something might be something has to be up there. Kind of picking their moments with him. I think that's fair. And, and the week before that, thirty-two before Texas. Do you know who we have today on Coach's Corner? I just we have Jay Valai. So, Jay, we can talk to him a little bit about kind of what he's seen in the secondary. Oh, I just and because Jay, his title includes, like, co-defensive coordinator. Oh, that fired me up. Let's go. Uh, here's one from – are we okay on time to read a few more? Do we need sure. a break? We yeah, need, no, 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 no. Break. Okay. Well, yes and no. Whatever okay. you want to do. Well, let's get chapstick here. Uh, all things are good in life again. This allows everyone to see Lincoln Riley's true stripes while also putting USC in the same position USC put Oklahoma in. I don't think Lincoln Riley will be a college or pro coach for long, or at least not an elite elite head coach's job here in a couple of years. All will be right with the world again. Have we uh, 
have we noticed something? Where's Where's Travis? Travis is always good at these. I haven't seen a Players Tribune article block drop here or an interview about something about the way Lincoln left Oklahoma that's led to these challenges for him in California or something someone from Oklahoma said on Twitter that has hurt his feelings. And I'm not an anti-Lincoln guy, but you know it's it's coming, right? You know it's coming. Oh, it's been tough for us. These Oklahoma fans have made it so hard. Oh, boo freaking who. Uh, and Eric in the OC. Why in the H-E double hockey sticks can we not get a reliable field goal kicker? The kid Boomer from UCF needs to hit the transfer portal. I think Boomer's missed as many field goals this year as our guy has. Um, what's, what's, Eric, what's our kicker up to? Four missed field goals? But the problem is, it's like four of the last six. Four of the last six. Come on. But I'm sure it's a competition this week. I'm sure it is. All right, quick break. Um, five things we took away from Saturday coming up right after the top of the hour in place to the top five stories of the day right here on The Ref. Let me fix two quick, thing, uh, two quick things from last segment. Number one, uh, I, when I said Chris Bell had won two races, I saw the B for some reason. I thought it was Mint Brickyard. It was the Bristol Dirt Race, which, again, I'm all in on. More Bristol dirt races. So congrats to my man going to the championship. And then secondly, your wife, Chapstick, may have seen Peyton Bowen uh, Bowen in a boot. Bowen on a boat. Peyton Bowen in a boot because he was wearing one post-game and apparently it was precautionary. So he didn't have it on during the game. He wasn't on the sidelines with it, which I mistakenly thought that's what you meant. But post-game, apparently he was spotted in it and told everyone that it was precautionary. That get everyone caught up on the two things that I missed last segment in the 86 texts that followed it up. You know what I've decided to do if the text line is ever slow, Josh? Just say a bunch of things incorrectly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get everybody going by very, saying something you know in, not true. And very in the weed things incorrectly. Like, I felt like I saw two safeties. You actually saw four. And blah. It's like, whoa, calm down. Um, the 918 asks a very good question. Is it just me, or was the Texas game the only time the O-line has played well as a unit in the run game? Mm. Mm. They were pretty good in the fourth quarter of this one, but like for top to bottom of the game, sure. I need to. I, I was going to go back, and it's so funny. Of all the things that I did yesterday whenever I was just consuming all the post-game content that I possibly could, um, was I didn't go back. I wanted to rewatch and just see what the offensive line looked like in that final drive. Because Teddy was saying it on the broadcast, and he was right. Gavin Sawchuk was being a little bit more patient, and that patience was rewarded with holes to run through. I think he's shown some patience at times this year, but it was more like, Hesitance instead of patience. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, Chapstick. That may have been camo sooner. You put a C in front of something, and I assume it's always you. But, yeah, I don't, I'd love to know what was really clicking for him in that final drive because it was fun to see. All right, top five things we took away from the game next.